first of the new year. It is Third League Radio back with you. We'll talk Dynamite, the new direction. We'll talk Raw. We'll talk Amazon, women's free agents, even Griff Garrison. It's all on the way. Third League Radio. All right, so welcome back into it. Uh, You know what? I do want to start in All Elite. I want to start with Dynamite because Dynamite was a new direction. Not really a new direction so much as a fresh twist on the old All Elite, I thought. At least for me, anyway, that's what Dynamite felt like. Started off with Adam Cole really cementing himself and Undisputed Kingdom as the new heel faction, the new top stable. Um, Even drew a little bit of dissension with Wardlow by Adam Cole telling him, yeah, he's going to give me the title whenever he wins. (laughs) You know, a little bit of dissension there already within the ranks. But from that moment on, already setting up new stars, already setting up new feuds, already Private Party comes back. You got Dante Martin and Orange Cassidy in a, a hell of a match for the international title. I mean, all kinds of good stuff on that Dynamite show. Even the main event. Swerve, Daniel Garcia. Swerve, I mean, Daniel Garcia shows up, but Swerve makes his case for the title picture. I mean, Swerve is right there. I'm telling you, Swerve's the next big guy. Yeah. I mean, I really think that Swerve is going to be a main eventer less than two years. Oh, uh, Less yeah. than a year, maybe. Yeah, less than a year, maybe. Yeah, Swerve is definitely on that role. Uh, but I really like that. I mean, even going into All Elite, not even Whoa. Dynamite. Takeshita and Darby Allen also had that classic. I mean, breaking down Darby's back more. You know, Takeshita and Darby. Thought he was training for Mount Everest, but I guess he's back now. (laughs) (laughs) Takeshita uh, just shows how. I mean, Darby, yes, Darby is good, but Takeshita is on a whole nother level, and really that match just showed it. I mean,. It was kind of on an Undertaker Jeff Hardy thing. Darby just wasn't giving up, and Takeshita was just—he was just beating the man, you know. And but even going into the the week of All Elite, it was about building young stars. And you can say what you want about Adam Copeland working with Griff Garrison. I've seen a lot of the internet. Oh, they moved Adam Copeland to the mid card. No, he probably wanted to work with a younger guy. Mm, you can be like me and say, hey, it it, it probably shouldn't be Griff Garrison. But uh, you don't get mad that second. he's working with younger people. Wait a second. Brian Pillman Jr. is uh-huh. in WWE. We already see what Julia Hart's doing, so why not? Well, see, this is why not? this is what I was just about to get into. Cobain brought this up to me earlier. Julia Hart's the most successful member of the Varsity Blondes. It's a great faction to have starting. It's a great starting faction, but yeah, she's probably the most successful member of the Varsity Blondes. I'm... Is Lexus King really doing anything besides like a couple seven, nine minute matches? The Carmelo Hayes match, the last thing he did. He is doing one hell of a Joe Exotic impersonation. I'll tell you that. Tiger King lives. SNL Tiger. <laughs> well, see, that's that's the good part about it, though. At the very least, he's doing something a little different. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, well, okay. But this is where I think all the league kind of messed up since we're on that. They put that group into a sink or swim kind of foundation when none of them were ready to sink or swim. None of them had the base beneath them to sink or swim. You take Julia Hardaway, you put her with House of Black, she learns from, I mean, three really good wrestlers, and you see the kind of improvement she's made. You take uh, Brian Pillman, he's over. Now, granted, you can say his improvement may not be as much as Julia Hart, but it is improvement from where he was. 
and I can only expect Griff Garrison's character to improve from his connection with Maria Canellis. But I, I mean, like Cobain told me earlier, he was like, Varsity Blondes is a great place to start, but I think they had a little bit of a, I don't know, um, what do you call it? A uh, little bit of a sabotage from the front without being sabotage. I just don't think I mean, they were ready. Well, honestly, it sounds a lot more like a WWE scenario where they break everybody up. <laughs> They're like, "Wow, this is this could be something. Yeah, this yeah. is really something. We uh, we we think this could be something. Let's break them up." Yeah. <laughs> but there again, maybe in the infinite wisdom there at, at AEW and everything at that point with you know Pillman leaving um, and becoming Alexis now. Good for him. Um, glad about your choices but with that all being said and done there's i mean varsity Bl- i mean they're they're off doing their own thing julia is already getting to the point of where she's going to be a main eventer very very soon yeah so free agents well from one julia to another we got to talk about female free agents got to talk about julia she's finishing up with stardom in march uh you have got camille she's expected to go to wwe no one knows where mercedes Monet's going yet Diana Perazzo, she just uh, she just debuted with, with all elite. So the <clears throat> the belief was that Mercedes was heading on to WWE. Um, she was eager to work only with Triple H and to see if she can mend the wounds there. And it seemed as if the last year of teasing Mercedes on AEW wasn't going to happen. Well. There was a report now that they were far off in talks of money. I'm assuming they didn't want to pay Mercedes more than Charlotte, so mm-hmm. she's going over to AEW where they will pay her. Um, that's pretty much, uh, we believe she will be on Dynamite, if not this week, coming soon. Yeah, yeah. I say if, she, if she's going to debut on Dynamite anytime soon, it's got to be this week with the uh, fifth year anniversary. It's right? got to be Florida or LA, too. I mean, and they are in Jacksonville, so. You have to pick a big wrestling suit for her to debut in. I really think that. Uh, now, notwithstanding her acting experience and what she's doing in quote-unquote Hollywood, whatever, but, I mean, she's been out of the eye for a little bit. That would be worrisome even if she was going out and working indies, like little smaller yeah. you know, shows and everything like that. She's out of the spotlight. Nobody's looking at her. And, whoop, a name change. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah, other, well, if we talked about Julia and Camille, Camille expected to go to WWE, I think so, I think her style fits that. Julia, I think her, I think her friends are in WWE, and I think that's probably, I don't think her style fits WWE, I, I think in-ring she would be suited really any place else, well, but what I, think, I, uh, I think her friends are there, and I think she could build uh, a more, she could learn English easier with her friends being already there, and she could build more connections with her friends being there. She's already doing great at that uh, English, but also I don't think she, she's they're going to put her on the main roster. I think she deserves it, but I think uh, to get the most out of her potential and to showcase her wrestling ability, you need to put her in NXT, and you can still align them with Damage Control. Maybe Damage Control takes over NXT too, and maybe they put Jia Lee down there with them or something. I don't know. Someone else who's their friend, but um, they don't have to put her in the main roster. Is And... Um, she also needs to learn the WWE style, too. Kyrie Sane already knew it. WWE. Yeah, well, speaking of WWE, we got to move on to, well, a few things we got to talk about WWE. I think the biggest, well, I mean, you know what the biggest is. You, you smell what I'm cooking, dog, Booker T style? You mean people's champ? Yes. The, the, the juice himself. Cooked Ginger back. Mahal on the mic. 
No one got the juice reference, huh? Who and two Guerrera? Oh <laughs> uh, no! See, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back, but that is the greatest troll of all time. When when the Rock started saying, "You smell what I'm cooking," that came from Booker T. Booker T, you 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 smell what I'm cooking, dog. Time out for two seconds. I'm gonna go on a mini rant. I need go ahead. This, I need this mini rant. Every single person that's talked smack about my boy L.A. Knight. Stealing from The Rock, <laughs> stealing from Stone Cold. Hey guys, guess what? Yeah. Always happening. Always. The only people that can pull that off, though, <laughs> the only, the only people that can pull that off are the ones that are actually talented. So I mean, okay, LA Knight's a little bit older than somebody that you want to uh, cheer in the new year with or whatever. Guess what? So so is Stone Cold. Yep. And Stone Cold was super injured <laughs> several times. And everybody likes to make comments, well, Stone Cold was injured and Eric Bischoff let him go. You know what? His injury was bad enough where they didn't think he was coming back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's that. And honestly, I love Stone Cold. Got no problem with him, but his active in-ring career where he was out selling Hogan and stuff like that, which I believe, I believe that, mm -hmm. but it was a cup of coffee. It was like two or three years. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Most women's champions, which I make fun of WWE women's champions all the time because of the turnover and look, oh my goodness, she's beautiful. She's got a title. That's <laughs> honestly, Stone Cold had the title for around, it was about yeah, three or about four three, years, yeah. maybe, maybe that. And it was a really great run and he's a legend now and whatever. But listen, L.A. Knight, leave the man alone. The Rock stole all this stuff wholesale. People's champ. Who was the first people's champ, Derek? You know who the first people's champ was. Yeah. Well, see, I'm just... I was getting back to... I'm surprised he doesn't bust out a spinnerini. Well, well I, I'm just saying, when... It's, it's the greatest troll of all time, because when The Rock started doing the bookend, or the rock bottom, if you want to call it, when he started doing all these things, what did Booker T do? He started doing the rock stuff. He started wearing $500 shirts. He started doing, he started calling himself the juice, not because of Hooventude, but because of the rock doing steroids and getting it. Oh, it I'm the aware. Greatest, it was the greatest real life troll like ever. But the thing about this is, is everyone had a good sense of humor about it. <laughs> Booker T had a good sense of humor about it at the time. So what are we looking at here? Yeah. We, we've got to look from the standpoint of, guys, love LA Knight, accept him. If you want, if you want your next big champion in WWE, that's the guy that you need to get the strap to or get behind, because he's mm -hmm. he's your next big guy. And everybody's saying, well, there's no big stars left. Make LA Knight the big star. He's the, the only champion. person that I think could actually pull the ship that hasn't already done something somewhere else. Yeah. And I actually had a funny theory um, that they thought or WWE did not think LA Knight would win breakout star of the year because they said he plateaued and they weren't going to do anything with him now that they're seeing that everybody still likes him after like yeah. even ESPN and they're like alright maybe we should put him up there more and they have him they already have him in the main event now they had him in the number one contender match and all that but I, th I was thinking they were gonna they were thinking that it would be Punk or Roman or Cody still but no, they weren't they weren't ready for shoes of a champion no one is but we got to speak on Raw. The uh, the new reports or the new speculation from Sports... Was it Sports Business Journal? Sports Business Journal saying that uh, Raw is probably going to end up on Amazon. That, uh, that, that would give WWE streaming, cable, and network TV with their individual properties, NXT, SmackDown, Raw. But it does open up a lot of questions. And I think they have to be... 
directed toward All Elite. Does Warner Brothers, if this happens, does Warner Brothers keep All Elite? Is that a guarantee? Has All Elite been shopping around? If Warner Brothers does keep All Elite, which I expect would happen, do you move Collision to Monday nights? There's a Monday night hole. People are already trained to watch wrestling on Monday nights. Do you move it to Monday nights? Or does Ring of Honor become part of the deal? Does Ring of Honor take over Rampage? Mm. Does does both happen? There's, there's a lot of things that could happen. I predicted, um, at least on the Rampage side of things, make it live, put it, uh, put them in Jacksonville every week like they're doing this week. Um, and that way, less travel, less cost, and that... You could put it on Thursday, Sunday, whatever day that doesn't have anything. Um, Collision is a Saturday night thing. They want their Saturday night show. That's not changing for a little while. And WWE, why Amazon? Why? <laughs> Money. You're gonna, you're gonna, Money. For, you're gonna force all of your viewers to pay fifteen dollars to watch. You. This is not gonna work unless you do some kind of streaming uh, bundle with Peacock. But Amazon doesn't like to do that. Well, Sean Ross was saying that Amazon might give people who subscribe just for WWE might give them deals on uh, certain products or certain Amazon things like that. And that that's another thing was. Uh, Peacock, that deal's going until 2025, 2026. What are they... So Amazon's going to have to be okay with that. And Amazon, are they going to... Maybe they buy out the Peacock contract. Maybe they want all the the tapes on there. And then... Maybe they want the whole bag. You know, on Amazon Prime, sometimes you have to pay, like, extra to rent the movie. Are you going to have to pay to rent the tapes? (laughs) You got to pay per match. Okay. So here's where it gets to be the tricky issue of it and everything. Not every wrestling fan has streaming services. Yeah. Not every wrestling fan wants to give up, cut the cord, and get rid of cable or you're, dish or You're going to lose all your... Sorry, this is my sound. You're going to lose all your rural, your, all your farmers. They love WWE. Yeah. I think the farmers are way more high-tech than you give them credit for. <laughs> I mean, they're driving, like, million-dollar tractors and stuff. That's... <laughs> This they probably have smart tractors. No, yeah. <laughs> this one farmer came in bragging about his like eight thousand horsepower uh, or eight hundred horsepower uh, really, yeah. tractor, and it was like he the only internet they had was the hotspot on their phone. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that same tractor probably has a hotspot on it. But anyway, let's yeah, move on. In the tractor. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but moving on from that, the problem with the issue that we have here right now is this: most. Most of those Amazon subscriptions are family subscriptions and everything because people buy things. I'm married. I have a wife. Mm -hmm. She orders from Amazon. And guess how I have Amazon? Well, I have Amazon because she wanted her stuff delivered for free the next day. So we got Amazon Prime. How does this work? How does how does it work now? Sean Ross app, you know, no offense, but them giving gifts and everything like that. (laughs) I mean, it'll help and everything. Maybe one of those nice little Fanatics t-shirts that they're printing up and everything that are like as thin as paper. Um, (laughs) You only wear them in Oklahoma summers? uh, Yeah, you pretty much, they're they're undershirts. So if you want to support Roman Reigns, you just put it underneath your actual shirt. So no one Um, can see it. Exactly. And so when we're talking about this, what happens to the Peacock deal? Amazon doesn't like to share. Cobain is 100% yeah. right. I, I was just thinking in my head, there, there is a possibility that NBC like merges Peacock with Amazon or Amazon because Amazon, 
bought out Twitch and they have their own. Yeah. That's that's the live streaming, that's the gaming thing. And they have Amazon. If you connect Twitch to your Amazon Prime, you get free subscriptions every month. So they mm-hmm. they can, can they know how to connect per different services, but they have to own that service. So I'm thinking that maybe they'll buy out Peacock or maybe they'll just um, merge with Peacock. So Peacock is still there, but it's under the Amazon banner. So you yeah. pay. that's where you get the WWE pay-per-views and the tapes. But if you want to watch live, you're going to have to go to Amazon Prime. Or maybe that's, since Peacock <laughs> is part of Amazon, the live shows go on Peacock, but yeah. that's still part of Amazon. Well, you know, they do Thursday Night Football, so there is live streaming precedence for this, but... Well, I that's a good idea. And the other thing, too, that you, I don't know if you saw this or not, but, you know, Universal and Warner Brothers are talking about merging or purchasing, like Universal purchasing Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Because they're in some some deep stuff. And sorry, guys, this is way out of the wrestling realm. Sorry about that. I'll bring it yeah. back home. But really what it comes down to is, is how ironclad is that Peacock deal? And besides that, really, um, they still have WWE Network going in every other country besides, besides here. here. yeah. So it wouldn't be a thing if Peacock and them just parted ways and they went on their own. Yeah, they could go back to their own network. Um now another th- another quick little thing WWE they are I think they're not worried that their audience will pay it's how much is Amazon going to pay them yeah 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 that's that's the question but still it opens up for me Monday night is open if, if, if that happens there is a hole on cable or, or, or network on Monday night when people are trained to watch wrestling does All Elite take advantage does TNA maybe take advantage but somebody's got to be on Monday night. TNA is a big one, but I think they like Thursdays. I think they're going to stick Thursdays. I don't put it past Tony to be like, hey, I'm I'm Bischoff. Dynamite, Monday. Well, yeah, because I, he he really wants Ring of Honor to be part of the package. So maybe Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor gets an hour on Wednesday. But we keep on talking about this, but Monday Night Football went, went online. Uh-huh. What's to stop wrestling? And if we say that's the hole and everything like that, I wonder what they would do, like if Amazon wound up streaming it, because this, even if this doesn't work out, even if they don't go this direction, they're gonna go this direction one day. Eventually, it's, yeah. yeah, eventually. Now, if it's not now, but if it is now, what are we gonna do to have our Monday Night Wrestling back? What is people going? What are people gonna do that don't have Amazon accounts? They're, they're gonna get them. It's gonna happen. Well, I've been kind of downing WWE about this, but I'll be good to WWE here before we move on to Japan. But, well, I guess we're going to mix WWE and Japan here because WWE not really known for playing well with others, not really having a good relationship with anybody else. But recently they sent Charlie Dempsey over to All Japan. He wrestled a couple, I mean, not just the uh, one match for the Triple Crown title. He wrestled a couple tag matches over there, and it seems like WWE, I hope they're not just building for NXT Japan, which that's clearly what they're trying to do. I hope that Triple H has some kind of sense of, uh, I don't know, wrestling honor system about him when he goes to Japan, because they're all about that. No one's ever going to monopolize Japanese wrestling, and I don't think Triple H realizes that. Yeah, no, um, but back on that match, though, it was... Pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, uh, like a lot of people said, and I kind of agree with it watching the end, felt like Nakajima was just, like, bored at the end. He was just trying to end it. Yeah. Um, but for the first, like, two-thirds, it was pretty good. Um, Dempsey basically was doing a lot of Regal stuff, pretty much looked like a mini Regal, just doing everything Regal would do. Um, and Nakajima was just Nakajima, so it was a good match. 
Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, Wrestle Kingdom was this week, uh, and I, I don't know, there's four matches I kind of want to touch on here a little bit. Tanahashi, the new president uh, of New Japan, he beat Zack Sabre Jr. for the TV title. That's, I don't know. I, I, Sabre Jr. needed to lose it. The TV title needed some uh, some more, because, I mean, Sabre was the first champion. He's been the one to hold it and carry it, so it needed a new face with it, but... Are you giving? Are you saying that it's giving off Kevin Sullivan vibes? Is that what we're saying here? Well, he's beaten everybody. Who better than the ace yeah, at the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of odd for me. But moving on to the three matches that really, I mean, kind of personified Wrestle Kingdom. The triple threat match for the new Global Heavyweight Championship, Osprey, Finley, Moxley. That one was good. That one was a lot shorter than I expected. I watched it earlier, but it was good. Cobain pointed this out to me. I didn't catch it until he pointed out the story of the match, because it was kind of undersold by the announcers, or by the English announcers anyway, was Finley. He couldn't win by cheating. Even when war dogs come out to try to help out their bullet club leader, he can't get the win by cheating. No matter what he does, he can't get the three. But when he works, when he wrestles, that's what finally allows him to get the victory over Oscar. Yeah, he, even um, he did his like finishing finishing move or yeah. whatever um, on to Osprey. That was be- that was when he was trying to steal the pin away from Moxley. So it was still like a, he couldn't get it, and then he finally did like a he was setting it up for his finishing move, but then he flipped him and hit him in his uh, Osprey's face with the knee, and that got the win. And that was because it was an actual move, and he didn't try to steal it. Um, and where was Moxley? Well, he was on the apron. Looked like he was about to save it, and then he kind of like fell back down. Well, Moxley, of course, was bleeding very profusely uh, during the match, so that was giving him a little bit of a yeah. You're saying Moxley bled in a match? I know, shocking. That is no count. Count the matches he hasn't bled. In. <laughs> that's that's the easier number. I mean, that I honestly expect that match to last like an hour or something. It yeah, really did. Short, it really did. Short, but I mean, it was good. I mean, when it when like 20, 25 minutes is short, you know what kind of matches I've been into, but or what the expectation was. But moving on to, I mean, just wow, a wonderful match. Okada Danielson. It was it was everything I thought it was going to be. I mean, except for Okada's weird little run up thing that he did during the match. I don't yeah, know what well, that was. It, but. it was close to the beginning. He did a DDT onto the uh, floor. Uh, on Danielson and then he got up onto this like production box had trouble getting onto the box but yeah. he had this weird little run up yeah, I guess it was, it, I mean it was just the angle of everything run toward but Daniel, I, I don't know other than that everything about the match was just perfect it was I mean okay when you thought Okada Danielson coming back again for their second one what can they Wow. I mean, everything about I mean, this. Danielson's working Okada's arm for the entire match. Oh, and the arm work is nothing but, like, just brilliant. It's new. It was mm-hmm. hard to, like, the part with the gate, the fence. Oh, yeah, when he slams his yeah, arm in the yeah. gate. Yeah. And then little details like this. At the end of it, okay, Okada wins the match, gets the pin over Danielson. Danielson reaches out to shake Okada's hand, but he reaches with the wrong hand. Okada's arm is dangling. It's limp. He can't lift it up. Danielson has to switch hands because Okada can't shake with the arm that Danielson's been working on. Small details like that are just what 
made the match just fucking excellent. They also bow to each other at the yeah. end, but uh, don't think that this is the end because oh, no, that be was abrupt. a very abrupt ending <laughs> and uh, they need to get a third match in there. And the main event... Oh, dude, I, I loved this more than a lot of people did. The hype video was well, emotional. It's, okay. I, I literally had a tear when I watched it. You watch more New Japan than I do, so maybe you can tell this for me. But, like, okay, you said that this show was the reset. Tanahashi's the new president. This is a reset. All the titles change hands. This match, more so for me, was a reset because I don't think that the Japanese fans had gotten into Sonata. I mean, I think it well, it Japan, wasn't it wasn't like um, what they expected. Yeah. Um, well, see, I think in all Japan, Sonata would have been what they expected. I think in WWE, Sonata would have been what they expected. But with the fans that New Japan has cultivated, with the style that they expect, he just wasn't doing it for them. And I think when they reset, they get it to Naito. They can refocus, replan. They know they've got a credible champion to hold until they rebuild things. It, it was definitely an old, the old president's decision to put it on Sonata, but yeah. it's also Sonata had never had the belt before. It was his probably his last chance at the top. Yeah. Put, putting him over Okada was a weird decision, but um, he got his run. He it was, got his, it like, was lifetime achievement award almost. Pre, it was pretty cool. Um, and then we get to this build-up and um, going through the G1 Climax, Knight. We didn't, I didn't think Naito was going to win. I really didn't. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be Osprey, but um, if Osprey said he might be leaving, that probably put a mm-hmm. poor taste in the old owner's mouth. Um, and that's why Naito got the G1. So when Well, Naito also, in, also, if you're going to keep Sonata as champion, the story of Sonata and Naito is um, really, really old. It's... It, it's at least five, ten years old, and they uh, finally met in the Tokyo Dome in the main event for the belt. Uh, I think it was like thirty minutes. Yeah, no, no, it was a it was a decent match. Sonata's more of a slower, like I said, he's more of an all Japan type worker. But man, yeah, it was a good match. I I really liked it. It, it. it was really a story match or a Japanese story match, but the wrestling in it was still really, really mm-hmm. good. Naito can still work. Um, he's he's not like old or. Young Naito, but he can still work really well, and it was still really entertaining. Match of the week. Well, that's got to bring us to our match of the week, and there's a lot of them that could have got any any one of them for me, the honorable mention or the full out match of the week. I mean, like I mentioned, Swerve Garcia earlier, uh, Takeshita Darby. We talked about them earlier. They had a great match, yeah. but I think the honorable mention for me has to be the match we were just talking about, simply because it was a reset, simply because it was Naito getting the belt back. Taking New Japan to a championship. That, that's got to be Naito Sonata for the IWG, IWGP championship. That's my honorable mention this week. Going with Swerve. Yeah. Swerve. Swerve Garcia. Honestly, if it, uh, if there wasn't one other match that's the obvious match of the week, no. that would be my match of the week. Okay. Just because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really pulling for the guy. No, I, think no, he, yeah. I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be their big star. I think they need to hold off, but when he gets that title... They need they need to hold off just a bit longer so when he does get it, it's the hugest fucking pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean just eruption of the crowd. Exactly, and yeah. it's gonna happen. This we we like this guy. Like every, everybody wants, they it, yeah. like him. Yeah, and he's a great wrestler and great on the mic. So there you go. My honorable mention is gonna be 
the awesome truth versus no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm actually I'm actually gonna pick Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the heavyweight title on okay. Raw. Okay. Um, match of the week, of course for me, Okada, Danielson, Wrestle Kingdom. Same for me. Sorry. That makes three. Yeah. That's yeah. a hat trick. That was a great match. <laughs> it really was. I watched it this morning. I mean, oh my. You can't really say enough about it. Um, yeah, match of the week. Oh, and also the presentation of Okada Danielson, by the way. We didn't talk about it, but the black light that reveals Okada's oh, gear. Oh, when he comes out, yes. When, when Danielson comes that. out, he grabs one of the dollars, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And rips it up, and it's... <laughs> And how about the brutality back in Danielson? Yes. That's the other thing, too. In Japan, he, is, he, he just did. seems more aggressive no. in Japan. He's the most evil nerd in the world. It's I mean, like, he's the guy who got picked on in high school, and then he kicked your ass later. He's like, he's that dude. Yeah, he's, he's grabbing the principal right now with the tie, you know, just like <laughs> he did back in the day. You're listening to Third League Radio. Before we get out of here, though, we got to switch topics. Not about wrestling, but somewhat wrestling adjacent. The XFL and the USFL merged into the UFL, and we've got to send a congratulations out to former Southeastern Oklahoma State linebacker, of course, Durant, Oklahoma, campus of Southeastern. That is the home base of the podcast here. James Walker, he is playing for the Michigan Panthers on draft day. He got uh, drafted into Michigan, so even though I'm a Renegades fan, uh, you know, I won't throw a beer at you when you come down to Dallas. And also, we got to send congratulations to Dwayne Johnson. He's owned XFL for longer than anyone else ever <laughs> <Yeah>. has. <laughs> but he had to change the name. <laughs> we'll get out of here. We'll see you next time. It's Third League Radio.